Good evening. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of She Said What. Of course, I'm your host, Alan M. Newman Jr. Um, and like I said, this is episode two. So for those who are new or just watching for the first time today, the basis of She Said What is to have um, Black women and Latino women come on here that we can talk about um, issues that we need to deal with today in the community. Um, today, though, my lovely guest, Leisha, is here with us on today. Um, how are you doing tonight, Leisha? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Can't complain. It's hump day, so, you know, midway point to the weekend. Um, so I'm excited, excited to see what we're going to talk about um, on tonight, we definitely we have four different topics we're going to talk about just to have an organic conversation on things that we can do that can better the Black community as a whole, all right? Absolutely. All right. So um, one of the first things we're going to talk about on today is uh, what are some of the issues in the Black and Latin community that we are either failing to address or intentionally ignoring in our communities? Um, it's funny because we was just talking about this at work, but, you know, we think, well, I think that there's a codependency type of um, shadow over us. You know what I'm saying? Where we have to depend on something. And, it, and I know it goes all the way back. If we go back to slavery and things of that nature, but breaking that cycle, you know, breaking that generational habit of depending. Um, I think that a lot of times situations happen when a person feels like their security, their foundation, which they have uh, placed in the hands of somebody else mm -hmm. or something else is um, shaky or is no longer going to be there. Whether like during the pandemic, a lot of people um, were losing jobs if they couldn't work remotely and things of that nature. So making sure that we are in a position to where we're not sitting in a chair with four legs and if one leg breaks, we're leaning to the side. Okay. Okay. Uh, so so um, the pandemics is a good example when you look at how people have been forced, if they're not able to make the transition to work from home, how that ultimately caused a lot of people to lose jobs. Um, now, when we look at the focal point in regards to like the black community, when it comes to speaking of the pandemic, COVID-19, um, how do you think when we address the issues? Because, you know, when COVID, when the vaccine vaccination first came out, a lot of people was bringing up the Tuskegee experiment and how black folks have been mistreated when it comes to vaccinations and everything like that. And then it was kind of like a crossroad where you had one half was like, hey, you really need to get the vaccination. This is something that can help us in the long run. And then on the other side, you had, hey, why are we sitting there accepting something when we've known the history of what has been done to us when it comes to vaccinations and other health-related issues? So when it comes to the Black community, in your words, how could we have made it a smoother transition or what could we have done differently that people would have either not been so hesitant to take the vaccine or not too quick to take? Because I feel like there's not a right or wrong answer. There's some who have valid concerns on why they didn't take it. Then you have other ones who have valid reasons on why they took it. But it feels like in a, as a community, we butt heads on that topic and that issue. Um, I think that, and we, we're gonna, I, I wanna say a few things on that only because 
when you speak on like COVID and getting vaccinated, <laughs> whether you're vaccinated or not, you can still get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I think the the question then comes, are we able to take care of ourselves in the event we're not sick enough to go to the hospital? And this is whether you're vaccinated or not. Mm-hmm. I think that um, we are in a, and this is in our community, we're in not, we're in a state where we're trying to get our own footing, where we kind of see some things and we're, and that was based on the pandemic and the things that happened. So we're trying to get our footing to say, okay, we need to make some changes. Mm-hmm. And so making sure we're mindful about the things we do and put in our bodies and, okay, you just had this and, and it's real fast. You know, we had a lot of other things going on that was real fast. I don't think it's the vaccine per se, only because when your baby is born, majority of us get our kids vaccinated. So mm-hmm. majority of us are already vaccinated with something that is live. Um, I think that it was the way it was presented to us, which is a problem. I think that if you put something on top of a garbage can and you hand it to somebody, it could be really good, but it was on top of a garbage can. And the garbage can represents um, something that's not right. So mm-hmm. now people are like, uh-uh. And then you have, um, you know, so and it's not just us as the people. You know, doctors mm-hmm. are like, mm, I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure. So whether you're vaccinated or not, because we all can still get it. The problem then comes if you're not sick enough, because I did have uh, COVID back in November mm-hmm. and I wasn't sick enough to go to the doctor. But if you have COVID, they can't give you anything. Mm-hmm. So now how do we effectively take care of ourselves where we're sitting here with a hundred dollars worth of um, medications and vitamins trying to figure out how to heal ourselves? So I think one, making sure we're understanding our body. And, and what we need to do to keep ourselves healthy so that our body works for us. Because it's always been proven, even if you go back to Egyptian time, mm-hmm. Africa, if you take care of your body, it's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So now it's making sure we're starting to take care of our bodies better. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding and listening to um, those little quirks that we kind of normally throw to the side the itchy throat the you know the earache the headache understanding that okay something is going on let me do something Mm -hmm. and i think understanding how to take care of ourselves is the main thing uh without medicine Mm -hmm. without you know traditional medicine knowing how to put healthier items and options into our body i ended up having to go to a holistic doctor um only because I had um, a sinus infection. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I had COVID, but I have a sinus infection. You can't tell me, oh, you don't have sinus infection. You have COVID. No, I might have COVID, but I have sinus infection. This is something mm-hmm. I know what it is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take care of it, you got a whole nother situation and problem if it's not taken care of properly. And so I myself have to learn how to um do natural things because you know with the inflammation and you know you lose your taste um when you lose your smell 
And mm -hmm. if your sinuses are inflamed, that's what causes you to lose your smell. So understanding that I understand what you're telling me. Mm -hmm. What I know to be true is I might have COVID, but I also have a sinus infection. And if I don't get on this, it's going to be some other things going on. Um, I'm not trying to be sick. So mm -hmm. I have to, you know, use resources to not figure it out, but understand what it is and get it in order. Correct. Correct. You know what? And I'm actually glad you kind of led with that because um, our next topic, we're actually looking at looking, looking, living and staying healthy. Um, mm -hmm. That's the big thing that is definitely paramount in the black community. Um, we have, of course, you know, we have a lot of people. There's always the quick black don't crack and all of this stuff that you hear in regards to the black community. But then I think people fail to realize a lot of us may look healthy, but we're not necessarily healthy on the inside because we're not eating right. We're not exercising right. And it really seems like for me, personal experience, when I look, look at the, my family and friends, when it comes to looking, living and staying healthy, we're okay with looking healthy. The challenge is living and staying healthy because you have to challenge your diet, the way you do your whole regimen. Um, when you look in the Black community, what areas do you think would help us improve when it comes to looking, living, and staying healthy? And what does that look like to you for the Black community? Um, but I, I really think that goes the same way. Like, what does healthy look like to that person? Because healthy mm -hmm. is going to look different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Because really, it goes back to your foundation and what was already programmed in you growing up, what healthy looked like. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I know that a lot of things that happen in your body starts in your gut. Mm -hmm. Whether it's thyroid, whatever it is, it's going to start in your gut. So how healing your gut is what like my my thing now, you know, what what are things that um, in my body and my stomach that I can improve on or or change up so that other things in my body work better. Mm -hmm. So I got a food allergy test mm -hmm. now, because a lot of times inflammation comes from something you're putting in your mouth. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that's a food that you are eating. You're putting something in your mouth that your body is reacting to, and that can cause inflammation. So mm -hmm. I had to learn, and I always uh, use it in a in a frame of friends, right? Because mm -hmm. you know you got that one friend, um, you got the fair weather friend, you know, mm -hmm. and you got that one friend that listen, we just can't kick it because every time we get together, it's always something with you, mm -hmm. you know. And so you you put foods in those categories of those type of friends. Like, listen, we can't hang out. Um, mm -hmm. I have to learn what my stomach was sensitive to, things that I could visit, things I couldn't visit, what can I eat, what I can't eat. I had to I had to do all of that. Um, so I started with the allergy um, test to a food allergy test to find out what foods I could eat, and then I kind of I don't I don't want to do the say diet only because I'm sorry, health and fitness is like the biggest mm -hmm. industry that can be a scam. I'm mm -hmm. not saying it is. Don't send me no emails. I'm just saying mm -hmm. understanding that you working out four or five times a week, but you are slowly progressing or still looking the same or understanding that for women, that could mm -hmm. be your hormones. That's a problem. 
And it may not necessarily be that the diet you're eating or the uh, gym routine you have, it could be your hormones. So I got my hormones checked just mm-hmm. to make sure that if they were out of whack, okay, now what do I do if this is happening? Because I know mm-hmm. that it's not just what you're eating and activity that keeps us healthy and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding in our body, even for men, you know, making sure your hormones are right, mm-hmm. making sure you check your your levels in your body because that affects some of the things that you have going on. What are you allergic to? Uh, what foods can that you do you absolutely have to take out of your diet, not just to seem healthy or to appear that you're being healthy, but know that okay, I'm taking this out because my my body really is rejecting it. And mm-hmm. it's causing some other things going on in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and I understand and I get that as well. So if we're not going, if we're not going to go based on like the exercise regimen and like you have to understand your gut and how your body reacts, let's say you do all of that and you find out like, okay, you either have a hormonal imbalance. So you find out you're allergic to certain things. Um, for you personally, what's the next step you would do? Not saying like everyone else would do it, but you know for a fact this is the next step I would take that's going to help me get to a better looking living and staying healthy. Same thing. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. Um, there are some foods that I absolutely love that I can't mm-hmm. eat. You know, there are some foods I absolutely love that I have to visit. You know, what's up? How you doing? I got to go type, you know, and some, some is just not my friend. We, we, we can't, you know, we're not vibing like that. Mm-hmm. Our friendship is really toxic. Um, and so for me, the struggle is how do I wing myself? You have to say wing because sometimes you can't do stuff cold turkey. Mm-hmm. How do I wing myself off of this particular food? Because I know that we're not friends, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not friends. We hang out, but we're not friends because it don't lead me right. Mm-hmm. So even bread and cheese, like me and cheese, I thought we was tight. But I learned that we not that tight. We not. And that's okay. Um, and so I, ha- I have, I'm learning, you know, how to eat and learning how to put certain things in my body. But for the one thing I needed to know is what was a problem? Because if you don't know what a problem is, how you gonna fix it? Mm-hmm. How you gonna learn how to adjust? You don't mm-hmm. know what it is you're adjusting to. Mm-hmm. True, true. So, so if you're trying to learn what you're adjusting to, and you're cutting, you're kind of cutting off the bad influences that are influenced the way you probably ate or maintained your life. Um, then what would you use to help influence you to go to the right directions? Because you're already, from what I'm hearing, you, you're cutting out the the nuances that don't need to be there, that's not going to contribute to you being healthier. So then what is going, are you going to look for somebody that can help you stay there? Are you going to do extra research on your own? Or are you going to, because like you said, the health and fitness industry is a big money bag um, when you're trying to look for the right guy to go. So like, would you, like you said, you do have a holistic doctor. I have one as well. So do you maintain your focus on picking his brain, his or her brain on what you should do differently? Um, do you do extensive research on your part or what, what is kind of your thought process on that? 
Um, actually, what I what I started doing is, you know, I, I started, as I said previously, with the codependency um, shadow that we have. Um, in the medical industry, we're really codependent on them. We go to the doctor, we let them tell us what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of um, am arranging my doctors around me as more of a guidance system, whether they're holistic or Western, because you need them both. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more of a let less, less partnership and figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord that I'm 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 healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just big and beautiful, but I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't want you to tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how I'm feeling, and I don't get sick often, and and I'm not. You know, so it's like no, because I know that I have to understand my body. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was getting headaches, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand. Everybody was like, oh, it's just a migraine. Oh, it's just this. But I, me, myself, I have a rebellious spirit about me. I do. And I can't <laughs> take what you say like and accept it because I'm like, well, I don't have to accept this thing that I don't like. I don't mm-hmm. care what it is. I don't have to accept it. And so I had started doing research on my own. Mm-hmm. So I do both. You know, I do research on my own. I'll partner with, with my doctor and say, okay, well, this and this. So what I started doing was going to a chiropractor mm-hmm. um, because I had to understand what triggered my headache. You know, what happens right before it hurts, okay. you know. And so when I started going to the chiropractor, within, I would say, a month, I have headaches like I was having before, you know. And to me, I was like, okay, all right. I was onto something, but I started doing that um, maybe 11 years ago. I started going to a chiropractor. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I just really use a doctor as a, a guide, but I don't, they're not the end all be all. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, okay. So, because um, we do have a break in seven minutes, so kind of want to expound more on this. Um, so when it comes to the eating aspect of it for you, so did you completely kept find yourself changing your diet? Cause I do know that's a big challenge for a lot of us in the black, black community. Like if you're used to eating, if you're from the South, you're used to eating everything unhealthy, imaginable, um, during the holidays or whatever. Um, and that usually tends to be the biggest challenge because nine times out of 10, when someone black in their family says, hey, I'm either going on a diet or I'm changing up my diet, the biggest challenge is their family around them when it comes to that. Um, and sometimes you kind of have to reset everybody's mindset on how you should eat to better your body. Um, for you, what was the steps you took? Um, did you find any challenges with your cert- your family on, on it? Or was it pretty much one of those guys, I'm doing this, you guys do you. I'm trying to be the best portion I can be. You know, women, <clears throat> we um, we set the tone in our mm-hmm. family. Like mm-hmm. we are, I always say, a woman is the backbone. So I'm the mom. Mm-hmm. So what I bring in, that's what it is. And you adjust. Mm-hmm. And so I do keep in mind that, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a, a man. It's different mm-hmm. things for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but if some things had to be changed, I did it. You know, and 
And with kids, it's different. Because if you want your kids to drink more water, I don't care if they're 25 years old, go get you a cup of water. Because mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, they're going to want whatever it is that you are so intoxicated with. And mm-hmm. just sure, and, I, and, I, and I did it. You know, I just stopped doing certain things. I stopped buying certain things. It's not that we don't have them, but we just visit them sometimes, you know. So, like ice cream, you know, we don't have, I'm winging out dairy. Okay. Um, so, there are some dairy products that I don't buy. Okay. Um, I do buy yogurt only because I've learned that um, understanding reflux and, and, and gas and, and you know, not taking like a gas X or a Zantac and stuff like that, learning how to do stuff um, to help when things happen. So it's not make not ruling them out all the way, but making sure I have the healthier versions of them in the event I need them for something else. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, okay. Um, so in regards to that, <coughs> excuse me, those who are watching, I don't have COVID. <laughs> I got to try to cough. I don't have COVID. Um, so when it comes, when it comes to that with nutrition and everything like that. So from what I'm getting, Leisha, you can correct me. It sounds like you've done a lot of research personally for yourself when it comes to maximizing and being more efficient with how what you allow to come in and out of your body and how you maintain it. Is that safe to assume? That's the vibe I'm getting from the amount of information you've been giving out for, for yourself. I wouldn't say research, but I'm just taking control. Mm-hmm. You know, taking control of what I'm willing to accept, what I'm not willing to accept. I don't do needles, so therefore I can't be out here getting diabetes because I don't do needles and I don't mm-hmm. do good with taking pills every day. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do whatever's required for me to to feel healthier um i know that when i had covid my biggest thing and struggle was i lost my taste and smell that's Mm -hmm. how i knew i had to learn that um it was my sinuses so what i got was uh, alpha lymphatic acid um and within four days it was bad you know, I had to learn stuff like that, but then I continued to take it, not just for that moment. Um, and I learned that a lot of different things happen when um, I started taking that supplement. So okay. now, okay, what foods can I add to my body now that that will give me help me with that same effect? Okay. Good, good. Okay, that's that's good information. So, from those who are listening, those who are just tuning in. Um, Alicia was just saying how she's taking control over what she allows to go in and out of her body um, and not just depending on a doctor, per se, telling you what you should do and what you should take. Because you are correct. I do feel like in our community, um, before we cut the break, the black community, we are too accepting or too readily willing to accept having to take pills um, or having to take um, any kind of any kind of medication. We're too quick, though. OK, my doctor told me I need to take two things for my high blood pressure, something for my cholesterol, something for this. And then we just end up falling into a cycle um, of just taking that, which unfortunately ends up being a generational thing. I know I can talk from experience and you probably can as well, where I've seen the older generation, you hear, well, my mama had high blood pressure and she had 
diabetes and my grandmother had the same thing. And I'm just resolved to the fact that I'm going to get the same as well. Instead of saying, well, no, I'm going to actually actively change the way it's been going in my family. And it's going to stop at me, um, which I think is a big thing that a lot of us struggle in the black community is I'm not going to let it go past my lineage lineage after this this is it we're, we're not going to accept oh mom died from a heart attack dad died for a stroke that's something that's just normal for us um so it's actually real good um to hear how you've taken you kind of taken the reins over on what is expected for your body and um what people expect of you when it comes to your body um and we're actually going to go to a quick commercial break um, and then we'll come back. Um, of course, you're on She Said What. I'm uh, speaking with my lovely, guest, my lovely guest, Alicia. She's been amazing so far. Um, we'll come back to a break and we'll conclude the matter at the end after this break. See you soon. Vivek Jador. Jador. Jador Awareness Apparel is an apparel line named after my baby boy, Lyric Jador. This is an apparel line with a purpose. Through fashion, we desire to bring awareness to diagnoses such as cerebral palsy, epilepsy, autism, just to name a few. This apparel line is designed to help those who are often forgotten about gain a voice and be included in typical society. Too often we have excluded those we are not familiar with and it's time that we do something different to get a different result. Come get dipped, y'all. You are tuned into the He Said What Network with your boy RG. I'm your guy. Alan M. Newman Jr. Well, Mike, with your girl, that be with your girl, Simply Bree. Keep it locked and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. The He Said What Network, where we are bridging the gap between Black and Latinx men and women. Check us out. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to She Said What. Of course, you know, I'm your host, Alan Newman Jr. Um, and I have my lovely guest, Miss Leisha, on tonight. We just got off a good conversation talking about living, looking, and staying healthy. Now we're going to get on a topic that I think is very prominent, especially in this time with the Black community in regarding uh, protecting our Black men, women, and children. Um, whew. Now, I know this is this can veer off in multiple directions, so I'm definitely interested to see and hear your take on this, Leisha. When it comes to protecting our Black men, women, and children, what can we do better um, if you feel like better needs to be done? Um, and how can we, we be more understanding and open-minded and understanding that our Black men, women, and children, especially our women and children, need to be protected at all times? Um, oh, we, and we can definitely do better. Um, because I think that we, we fail on a lot of levels. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of times that's self-sabotage, you know, it's not really in that codependency type, uh, idea or structure. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, we can't, we fail on our kids, um, and I see, you know, like when you look around, more parents are more vocal and like, uh-uh, I don't like that. Or because when your kids tell you something is going on, mm -hmm. 
you know, that's the that's the red flag. It may not be exactly what they're saying mm-hmm. sometimes, but that's the red flag to start investigating. Okay, what's going on? Okay, what's going on with this teacher? What's going on with this? What making sure that we're more um, watchful um, and and effective, making sure that we're not just talking, but we're executing movement. You know, if if um, your kid, whether it's your kids getting bullied or having issues with the teacher, because listen, some teachers just don't like. Mm-hmm some of our kids and it don't be the kid it be the teacher sometimes it just be um their you know how if you walk in the parent teacher conference especially as an adult you know when people posture a certain way it's like "Mm." so that tells you off that but we have to start paying attention and being more watchful um and understanding them i think that there's a disconnect between the generations Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't we want to we're so used to let let me tell you what you need to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. opposed to if you're not doing it yourself nine times out of ten nobody's going to listen mm-hmm. so change what you're doing so that you reflect what you want to see okay 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 um now, do, do you, now, when we look at protection, protecting our black men, women, and children as well, and, and as you're talking about, like, when it comes to the teachers, because you do have to be careful. There's a lot of teachers that are teaching and don't like your child, just just not to like them um, without a rhyme or reason. Um, when it comes to, like, our family dynamic in the black community, because um, I definitely believe when it comes to protecting our black men and women and our children, uh, for me personally, it does start in the family because um, when you don't have that trust in like your family members to have your back, a lot of other stuff can come out of that when you feel like no one's really listening to you. So how important would you say the dynamic would be when you have a centered structure in the house that kind of creates that nurturing bubble that, hey, if you need anything, if someone does this to you, if a family member, a friend or teacher or someone does this to you, I have your back. You know, you can come to mom. You know, you can come to dad. You know, you can come to your uncle, your aunt, your grandma and tell us. And we're going to believe you because, you know, in, in the black community, that's always been a big Achilles heel for the generations is, oh, well, I ended up like this because mom never protected me or dad never protected me. Um, auntie never was there for me. Uncle did wasn't there for me. So when we look at the family dynamic, when we're protecting our the men, women, and children, how do we cultivate that correctly? Because you have a lot of um, when you look through certain social media, um, you've seen a lot of black uh, women who come out and say they've never felt safe, they've never felt protected, even when they were little. Um, you're you're having some men who are actually coming out and being open and honest, saying they never felt safe, never felt protected as children. And now as adults, they still don't feel like they're protected and they're not safe. So what do we do? Because once you're an adult, it's kind of too late to fix an adult. All you can do is trying to help them fix their trauma so that they can progress as a more efficient adults. But how would you say we need to go about in realigning and connecting the trust that broken adults have experienced in the community as well as our children. Because with your children, if you can get them in time and you can get them used to being having a safe space, 
you can get them on the right path. But when it comes to us as an adult, what do you think we need to do to get that person into that safe space where they can kind of heal? Because one thing you don't want to have is when you get married or get in a relationship, you're bleeding your traumatic experience onto the next person because it never got resolved. Uh, And I think, you know, they always say generational curses, but I think there are generational habits. Um, I think that we got to understand that uh, there's a little toxicity that goes on Mm -hmm. um, in our hierarchy structure. You know, you know, some parents are toxic. Some parents are, and it's not that they're they're doing it in a in a way to be um, bad, but that's just what they know. But can we get out of what we know? Mm-hmm. Because we have to learn and understand. Sometimes what we know is not working. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to be better? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing with kids is their visual. Nine times out of ten, they're going to watch what you do. Um, Understanding that therapy is okay. Sometimes you just need to talk to somebody. Um, But we've always had something therapeutic because we talk to family members, girlfriends, you know. So it's not that we don't talk to people, Mm -hmm. but making sure that we're talking to the right person Mm -hmm. um, and understanding that everybody around you is not really there for you in the end, the way you need them to be. And that's because we put too much emphasis on what somebody else can do for me to make me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now the question is, how do we get out of that? Because another person can't make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, they can show you what their version of happy looks like. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I need you, Alan, to be this kind of man to me, this kind of brother to me, this kind of friend to me. At a certain age, Mm -hmm. it's no longer another person's fault, per se, Mm -hmm. because you have the control and say, am I going to accept this or am I not going to accept it? What am I going to do because I don't like what's going on? Um, For kids, they're watching. So as an adult, we, we got to get it together. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to get it together. Mm-hmm. We have to start being more mindful of the things that we're doing to ourselves. Because one thing, you replicate what you hate. Mm-hmm. You know, we say we don't, but mm-hmm. at some level in life, we, we rep- we're replicating the toxicity. Um, and so making sure that we're recognizing it and breaking it. And sometimes healing a relationship is a hard thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and the hardest part is getting over your ego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that'll put you in a trick bag in any situation. So your ego can't, it shouldn't be able to control how you're handling the situation because you feel tried. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, because we have too much going on. And we, we're trying to get to a point where we are, as a community, functioning. Mm-hmm. Where we are our own foundation. So now we have to start working together. You know what I'm saying? And in homes, you don't got to be together. You just got to mm-hmm. work together. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to see mom and dad in the home together, but it's better to see what mom and dad getting along, mom and dad in a healthy situation, mom and dad working together. Because now you know, you know, as a kid looking on, like, listen, no, my mom and dad not married, but I don't have that type of problems. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have those problems. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My dad is at everything. No, no, my mom is at everything. No, my mom may have to work, but my dad, you don't have to be together to do what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to function as a family. Families are, you'll have an, a, a friend. I can call you my brother, my cousin, you know, and we're not related at all. But we have made each other family. So if we can do that with a stranger, let's do that in our own areas of our home so mm-hmm. that our dynamic is healthier okay. and we can produce healthier relationships and children i think with that it's like cultivating our own our own foundation and making sure that it's right um i think that that is the best way not saying that you know if you have a baby with somebody things happen yes y'all don't have to be together y'all just have to work together and i think that in our community and tell me if i'm wrong you know we're the most creative people we're the most hardworking people, but it is hard for us to get organized and be together um, in a in a, a tight, cohesive foundation. You know, that's the hardest part of, of our community, which is what we really got to work on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we got to work together in order to do what we need to do for our, ourselves, for our families. And that's really the best, the the most important thing, um, because if everybody is working together, you have less of other stuff going on, and mm-hmm. things are going to happen. People are going to disagree. You know, we're going to have crime. We're going to have, but I think we will have less of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, and speaking of, we're talking about the children and the dynamic dynamics on the home. Do you believe when it comes to uh, family breaking up? Does it affect the child's perspective on family or their perspective on future relationships? Or what what do you think? Does it still because I, I mean you can you have two parent homes where a child's thinking on family is still warped, and you have children in single parent homes who their thinking on family is exactly the way you would want them to think on family. So do you think a breakup in the household would affect a child's perspective on family or even on relationships? I do. I think that it's the experience that shapes us, right? Mm-hmm. As adults, we know experiences are what shape us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see a breakup as a bad thing, that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it is if triggers that trauma. So if somebody had a traumatized experience with parents breaking up, that's going to say, okay, I know what I don't want. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So maybe, oh, they got married. Oh, let me not do what they did. Mm-hmm. Again, we're looking at examples. Kids are looking at us as actual walking examples. Mm-hmm. So now it's, oh, let me not, let me not get married because I see what they're doing. I don't want to do that. I'm just not going to deal with that. You know, so making it's the experience 
That's the problem. And so we are. We're shaping their their thoughts and ideas um, because some of these experiences are really traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, traumatizing in a way that, that is shaping their thoughts and ideas. True, true, true. Now, now also, I guess I can incorporate communication probably plays a part, too, because I think there's too many times where families split or have disagreements and they never really explain or talk to the children. Sometimes we don't give children as much credit as they should get on their perception and how they look at things. And we kind of just, well, they're kids, it's whatever, they'll get over it. And then you don't realize years years later, your child, like it, because you never communicated or no one ever really explained to them, the child had to come up with pieces in their own mind of what happened. And then that leads to trauma that they take on. Um, so I think communication is definitely a big, big thing. Um, everyone knows you don't want to, you would hope a relationship doesn't end, but you never know. People change over the years, things, things can happen. Um, I just think as sometimes we, forget the children in the process. Um, And like I said, there's families that are, both parents are in the house and the kids still go left. And you have single parents that their kids are right on on the money with what they're doing. So um, it's very interesting. And speaking of communication, we're actually gonna lead into our final um, question talking about love and relationships, since we've already talked about the dynamics. when it comes to protecting black men, women, and children. Now we're talking about love and relationship. And of course, everyone looks at relationships different. Everyone looks at love different. Um, So that's always an interesting dynamic. Now for you, um, Alicia, when it comes to love and relationship, how do you view love and relationships? Um, And actually, I want to do it compared to your younger self to how you view it now. I think that's an interesting way to kind of put it. How do you view love and relationship from your younger self to Alicia now when you look at it? Um, I, uh, uh, I had to learn. I had to learn that certain things that I thought were um, bad just based on experiences mm-hmm. don't have to be that way. Um, uh, I had to learn that ego controls a lot of problems that we have. Mm-hmm. A lot of feelings, a lot of animosity, that, that stems from ego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to under, to learn and understand um, for me that if I'm feeling f- fear or my ego, okay, I have to check myself first. And I think that especially in love and relationship, if you fall in love with yourself first, the right thing is always going to come around just, just mm-hmm. because it's the energy that you're creating. Um, because if we go back to the 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 codependency, mm-hmm. there's a lot of codependent relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And love is it's a feeling, but it's also a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Relationships are a choice, and they might work out, they might not work out. But a lot of that comes from the inside, right? Mm-hmm. How you deal with things how you need to work through things, things from your childhood that you never took care of, Mm -hmm. um, that you never, you know, kind of got a handle on and learned about. So if we even think about divorce, growing up, 
You know, you think you get married and that's it. Mm -hmm. No matter what, you just, it is, it's going to be what it's going to be because y'all married. And divorce is wrong, even though it happened every day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it was happening all the time. But as kids, we were told well, that, you know, you just get married and that's it. And that's not it, you know, because now that's a whole separate type of relationship. Uh, a relationship is a choice, any any part of the relationship. And divorce is not a bad thing. It's It's been the experience that people have with it is what makes it bad. But all it's saying is because when you're married, that's a binding, that's a contract, that's like a business. Mm -hmm. so now it's so many other legal things that happen with that um, but in relationships people break up I mean nobody is meant to be with you forever you don't own anybody you experience them um, but all of that is part of your growth once, once we've gotten what we needed to get we're going to grow and when you grow and change everybody's not going to go with you so if you even look back, nothing is forever. Mm -hmm. Your first love when you was a little kid, do you love them now? Do you do you talk to them? Do you you don't because as we evolve, our relationship changes, our directions change, and I think we have to stop looking at that change as a bad thing. Because change is inevitable. If you're not changing, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Now, with us, with the change and evolving, especially when it comes to the relationship dynamic, um, do you feel like when you're making those changes that your significant other should be able to evolve as well with you? Um, or do you feel like it's on, if they choose to evolve or not, that's on them um, because you're kind of doing the evolving for yourself? Because I do... I. Because when you look at marriage and relationships, like you're a partnership, you look at a partnership. Um, so do you do you kind of accept them not changing with you? Do you? But is, is change a partnership? Change not a partnership. Companies change, change every day. Companies change every day. Exactly. I can have a partner and get a business, and we change every day. Now, and if he's not changing with the company, I've been having an issue. But my question, but my question is, will you split that partnership up? Partnership up? Or try and help them upgrade themselves with you. That I, maybe that's my, my question. Listen, that is not my job. Okay. I can't do you and do me too. You see what I'm saying? And I, and I don't mean it in that mm -hmm. way. But mm -hmm. if I have to work on me and my change, this mm -hmm. is how I feel about change when it comes to a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Once you make specific changes in your life. People around you are required to change automatically because they have to deal with you in a different type of way. Mm -hmm. The problem then comes in that that person not wanting to change really has nothing to do with you. That's on them. So mm -hmm. you can't um, you can't make people change. That that's a, something internal that people have to do for themselves. Some people are scared. They move in fear. They're afraid of what that change for them looks like. Mm -hmm. And and again, you can't do anything about that. 
you have no that that ain't got that's not even your ministry. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you're changing, you have to move. You got to do what you have to do as you move and change. Now, those people that deal with you because of the way you have changed, they're either going to, and that's a reset period. Mm-hmm. You know, in a reset period, just like if you reset the TV, it comes back on, y'all either going to reset together or y'all going to reset apart. And that's in a relationship or friendship or anything else, right? So if 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 we are friends or we're mm-hmm. in a relationship and you have a reset period for you, that that's going to create a reset period for those relationships around you, right? Because now you're you're making some changes. So if we're going to be in each other's space, I either have to respect and understand your change mm-hmm. and and change the way our dynamic is mm-hmm. or I'm not. But whether I do or I don't has nothing to do with you. You see what I'm saying? That's that's my own personal struggle. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this. If, if, if I'm changing and we are resetting and we're not going the same direction, we're just not going the same direction. You know, love is not forever. I, I feel that, you know, we love each other until forever is no more that mm-hmm. understanding what what love is mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? using those things around us in the right way true true no i i get exactly where you're coming from i'm getting get um i understand exactly exactly where you're coming from and definitely appreciate that uh perspective um for those who are listening we're actually coming to the conclusion of she said what but before I go ahead and wrap up, we're actually going to give um, Leisha a chance to let you know how you can follow her and let you know about her future and current endeavors and promotions that she got uh, going on currently. Miss um, Leisha, the floor is yours. Let the uh, let our listeners and those who are watching know how they can reach you, follow you, and anything that you have coming up in the next couple of months. Absolutely. Well, I'm one of the fabulous co-hosts of Let's Chat Radio. Uh, so that's Let's Chat Radio with my fabulous happy birthday, Tony. Uh, with her co-host, my co-host birthday is on today. Um, and we're on all platforms: Apple, I, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and it's Let's Chat uh, with Miss Tony and Leisha. We are. Um, I'm also doing Vision and Books, which is my book event. Um, that is going to be April 2nd um, here in Atlanta. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I think that, you know, we have to learn how to create our own type of lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you build that lane however you build it, but it's yours. It's paved just for you. It's no traffic. Uh, and you put those elements around you that are needed for you to move smoothly. And I think that that's all shades of Leisha. You know, I like to be able to give back. I like books. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. And so I love to be able to cultivate that in others. So with Vision and Books, we have a pop-up shop or an exhibit, which is not just books being sold, where we have children's books, um, clothes, you know, different things that of uh, businesses uh, coming together and being able to 
to just vibe. Um, and then we have the book aspect where we have a eat and greet where you can sit down with some of the best authors in the industry and you having dinner with them and being able to sit and talk. I think a lot of time book events is kind of like a one night stand. Hey, how you doing? All right. Take a picture. Get on with your life. You know, and I experience authors in a different way than than an average reader. And I want them to be able to do that because it allows you to appreciate the work they put in to these books that we read. And so you're able to sit down and, and talk and, and network. And I love the, the eat and greet aspect. And then then simultaneously, we're giving back to the community because I pick, um, I normally pick a teacher in a classroom and we adopt that classroom and give them what they need. Um, uh, But this year we're doing nonprofits. We're spotlighting nonprofits. So I have two nonprofits that I'm spotlighting, which is uh, Girls Brunch uh, and Lady and a Caddy. And, you know, both of those organizations bring so much to our community individually um, that we got to highlight them. We got to know what we have. Um, And so that's vision and books. And then I'm also doing a uh, collaboration. So a collaboration or anthology um, and it's the breaking point. And that comes out in April as well. So it's like 20, I think it's like 22 stories, 22 different authors talking about the breaking point in their life. Um, and you know their experience, what it looked like, what it what it felt like. I mean, it's it's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal collaboration. There are um, men and women, really, really powerful stories. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I got a lot going on. You know, I got less chat. I do hardcore grind. That is my column, um, which is in two other magazines. So it's I'm adding an additional magazine. So it's going to be four magazines total. Um, so you can see it on Media Magazine, um, the Indie Post, um, Heat Seekers, uh, and then the third magazine. Um, once I get everything situated with that, then that, that'll be uh, announced. But that's more of a more exclusive. Those are exclusive interviews for just that magazine. So you wouldn't see them on multiple platforms. Okay. Okay. Awesome. 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 Definitely appreciate you being on the show with us here on She Said What. Um, For those who are interested, you can follow us at the He Said What Network on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, like, and share. Um, I just want to remind everybody who is following us on the network. Um, On tomorrow, we do have Simply Bree and That B Show at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Sundays, we have Let's Connect with P's Intuition. That's at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Monday, of course, there's Simply Sports, which is starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Tuesday, He Said What has their show with our lovely Brie at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then you also know every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is She Said What. Once again, Miss Leisha, we do appreciate you being on the show. Um, you, those who saw her information, please like and follow her page and give her your support. Um, for everyone else, please enjoy the rest of your week. Be safe and happy, happy Wednesday. And we'll see you on next Wednesday on She Said What. Mm-hmm.